ஓம் ஸ்ரீ சாய்ராம் ஆஃப்ரிங் மோஸ்ட் ஹம்பிள் பிரணாம்ஸ் அட் த டிவைன் லோட்டஸ் ஃபீட் ஆஃப் அவர் எவர் பிரசன்ட் லார்ட் இன் வோக்கிங் பகவான்ஸ் பெனடிக்ஷன் ஃபார் திஸ் சீரீஸ் ஆஃப் டாக்ஸ் விச் இஸ் டைட்டில்ட் வேதாந்த பரிச்சய அன் இன்ட்ரோடக்ஷன் டு வேதாந்தா Dear listeners of Radio Sai Global Harmony, a very loving Sairam to all of you. As is customary and as is the tradition, we begin the series of talks with an invocatory peace chant from the Upanishads, which is a very well-known chant. Om Sahana Vavatu சனௌனு சீரியங்கரவாவீத்தமஸ்து மாவிஷாவிஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷாஷா
for these three obstacles so that our study will be smooth and it will be invigorating for all of us but in this age what we need is a fourth shanti which is a very important shanti what is this shanti that is the mobile shanti because our cell phone is a medium of great distraction as well as destruction for all of us we are not able to concentrate on our study because of this cell phone that's why i say we need not only three shantis but we need a fourth mobile shanti as well i will begin today's talk with a very popular vedantic tale Ten young men were once crossing a river. After they have crossed the river, they want to make sure if all of them have successfully crossed the river. So their leader comes forward and starts counting. He counts 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 and he says, "Oh, only nine of us are there, which means one of our friends is not there. He is probably drowned in the river." Another engman says you don't know how to count i will count properly and he comes forward and he also starts counting and he too counts only up to 9 and then what happens they think their friend is drowned in the river and this is a matter of great sorrow for them and they start crying weeping and wailing there is a passerby who has been watching all this and he comes towards them and says my dear young man you were all all right and what happened to you why are you all crying all of a sudden and one of the engman says see sir 10 of us crossed the river but only 9 of us are remaining we have lost one of our friends and that is why we are all crying the passerby is a wise man and he counts quickly and he sees all the 10 are present and then he says my dear young man don't worry the 10th man is carefully note these words the 10th man is and then this passerby says i will help you to find this missing 10th man and now take on faith my words the 10th man is and then he says come on one of you start counting the leader starts counting he counts 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 9 and at this point this wise man catches hold of the hand of this young man and points it back to himself and says dashamastvamasi you are the 10th one so what happens they have found their missing friend their sorrow is gone they are rejoicing they are very happy and they also profusely thank this wise man this vedantic story describes our own spiritual journey in various stages step by step the first stage is the stage of ignorance or avidya ignorance of what ignorance of the presence of 10th man and for us it is the ignorance of our true nature true identity which is that of atman or brahman 
and because of this ignorance there is something called avarana which means veiling that means the tenth man is hidden from this young man and for us our true identity is veiled it is hidden from us and next comes the stage of vikshepa vikshepa means we project an error the error that is projected by these young men is their friend is missing and he is drowned in the river and the error that we all project because of avidya and avarana is we think we our true self is this limited body and mind that is the error we project and because of this what happens the young men are in sorrow and we are also in sorrow all the time because of this error the entire project of samsara starts there is strife misery suffering we suffer everything under the sun and on this planet we suffer our togetherness and when we are lonely alone also we suffer we suffer heat in summer come winter we suffer the cold weather everything becomes a matter of suffering sorrow strife and misery then what happens the wise man comes and says the tenth man is and in our lives guru comes god comes and says there is something more than this body and mind which is a matter of suffering for you and i will show you that and for now have faith in me believe my words and he says there is this true nature which you are not aware of and this teaching of guru gives us what is known as indirect knowledge or paroksha gnana and when we trust our guru from this unflinching faith in the guru comes implicit obedience to the teachings of the guru we practice his teachings we surrender to him then what happens we get the direct realization of this knowledge which is called aparoksha anubhuti this knowledge becomes a living reality for us and what is the result of all these things the result is atyantika dukha nivritti paramananda praptischa see this word cha in sanskrit means and and this and is very important because atyantika dukha nivritti not only there is cessation of greatest misery for us and there is attainment of supreme bliss and what is bliss as swami would say bliss is happiness for no reason as you are right now right you are you are happy and you don't need an object in the world or a relationship in the world to give you happiness and this atyantika dukha nivritti paramananda praptischa is the promise of vedanta what is vedanta vedanta literally means vedasya antaha the end of the vedas the other definition for vedanta is vedanta nama 
ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ಪ್ರಮಾಣ ವಿಚ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಇಸ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ಬಟ್ ದ ಟೀಚಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಡಸಂಟ್ ಮೀನ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಎಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇನ್ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಕಲ್ಮಿನೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಹೈಯೆಸ್ಟ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಕಂಟೇನ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ ದ ವರ್ಡ್ ವೇದ ಇಟ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಫೋರ್ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಅರೈಸಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ರೂಟ್ ವಿದ್ ವಿಚ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಟು ನೋ ಅಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆರ್ ದೀಸ್ ಫೋರ್ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಆರ್ ವಿದ್ ಜ್ಞಾನಿ ವಿದ್ ಲಾಭೆ ವಿದ್ ಸತ್ತಾಯಾಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿದ್ ವಿಚಾರಿಣಿ ವಿದ್ ಜ್ಞಾನಿ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ವೇದಸ್ ಗಿವ್ ಅಸ್ ದ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಟೂ ಕೈಂಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ದಟ್ ಅವರ್ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಸ್ಪೀಕ್ ಆಫ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಪರಾವಿದ್ಯಾ ದ ಅದರ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಪರಾವಿದ್ಯಾ ಅಪರಾವಿದ್ಯಾ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ಸೆಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಅಪರಾವಿದ್ಯಾ not only there are the secular studies that we do even the vedas come under apara vidya apara vidya helps us to account our living whereas para vidya takes us to the ultimate goal of human life while apara vidya gives us jeevana upadhi para vidya gives us ಜೀವಿತ ಪರಮಾವಧಿ ಈವನ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ ಕಮ್ ಅಂಡರ್ ಅಪರಾವಿದ್ಯಾ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಸೊ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಪರಾವಿದ್ಯಾ ದಿಸ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಸೋರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪರಾವಿದ್ಯಾ ಫಾರ್ ಅಸ್ ಎಫ್ ವಿ ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ನೋ ಐನ್ ರಿಯಲೈಸ್ ಅವರ್ ಟ್ರೂ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಥ್ರೂ ವೇದಾಂತ ಆರ್ ದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ಸ್ and this is why the study and the practice of vedanta becomes very very important for us but as we all know this vedanta was given to mankind thousands of years ago by our seers who are who are called mantra drashtas these great sages and seers conceived of this knowledge and they actually saw the mantras and they gave it to us so we may ask something which is so ancient as this how can it be relevant for us today what is its relevance to us as of today that is a commonly asked question especially in this age where we are so busy ourselves chasing so many kinds of goals rushing always trying to accomplish something or the other in our life why should we study this vedanta vedanta says yes it is true all of you are struggling and you are all chasing and trying to accomplish so many things in your own unique ways but vedanta says all that and all of you are trying to accomplish can be broadly classified under four categories in vedanta and these are called as the four purusharthas or the pursuits of human life vedanta says the first pursuit of man is artha artha not just necessarily means wealth or money artha in fact means security 
we all want some kind of security or the other in our lives in and through our activities what we are seeking is a kind of monetary security security in our relationships in our job in our profession and various kinds of securities are the ones we are all looking for and artha purushartha is also important in the sense that see thanks to science and technology we are so much better off compared to our ancestors there are so many facilities gadgets and amenities that money can buy and in spite of having all this can we all say that we are happy all the time because we have so many facilities which has made our life so much easier at the most we can say we are comfortably unhappy that's all and that is where vedanta says there is one more purushartha pursuit for you which is the kama purushartha though kama literally means desire through the fulfillment of any desire what we are seeking is pleasure that is why we can say kama is nothing but pleasure and there is no dearth of means of this pleasure for us isn't it see starting from eating a cookie to angsters cutting classes and going out for a movie or hanging out with their friends in a restaurants and a joint and also to taking to smoking drugs alcohol and not to forget the most important avenue for kama purushartha that is the social network sites which we are all engaged in all the time this whatsapp twitter facebook and what not these are all the avenues that we have for seeking kama purushartha and this is what we are all doing all the time but can it give us eternal happiness this is something which we have to ask ourselves so what is the problem with kama purushartha see as we all know the happiness that we get from pleasure first time the same happiness if we have to get we have to do more and more of it and we may have to go for even varieties of it say for instance i go for a holiday to an expensive exotic location and next year i may want a more expensive holiday i am looking for more and more varieties of uh, kama purusharthas and this is what is happening in our lives all the time and not just this as somerset mom in his book razor's edge says if you single mindedly pursue pleasure then soon you will find nothing pleases you any more this is the problem with kama purushartha see there is this law of diminishing marginal utility say one gulab jamun gives me some happiness and i want to have the second one because it increases my happiness a third one i am not sure whether my happiness goes up but it is okay i can eat it but if someone offers me a fourth gulab jamun i say please i don't want i may even feel like throwing it up so something which gave us happiness a moment ago is the cause of misery 
for us. And also through some of the avenues of Kama Purushartha, like smoking, drugs and drinking, it can also lead to addiction and habit formation. As the modern psychology says, there is this hedonist trap, which means the actual happiness that we get after acquiring an object is much, much less than the happiness we get out of excitement before we acquire itself. And I think we have all experienced this in our lives umpteen number of times. And actually when we go for a movie, the excitement before it is much more than the happiness that we get from the movie itself. And that's why we call such situations as anticlimax. And this is another problem when we seek pleasure through karma. And that is why Vedanta says, just this artha and karma are not enough for you. You need one more pursuit which is called the Dharma Purushartha. But Dharma as such is not a pursuit. Why? See, Dharma roughly means a moral code of conduct or ethical values that we all have to abide by, especially when we are living in a society. We all think these dharmic values are taught to us by our elders, parents, by our teachers in the school or even religious leaders. But the truth is, this dharma is already inherent within us. Why I say this is, see, I am sure that I don't want to be hurt or harmed by anyone. I don't want to be cheated. I don't want anybody to lie to me. These are all the dharmic values which I already know, which are in me. And at the same time, I also know even others feel the same way. I should not be harming or hurting others or I should not be lying to others. That is why, you know, it is said dharma is not exactly a pursuit because it is already within you. But still Vedanta says dharma is a pursuit. Why? That is because though we know that we should not be doing certain things, is there anyone who can say confidently, I have never lied in my life, I have never cheated anybody? Does this happen practically? So though we know it, we are not able to practice it in our day-to-day life because of the demand of our mind. We don't practice this dharma at all, though we are very well aware of it. But thanks to Bhagwan, we are in Bhagwan's fold for so many years and we have been exposed to Bhagwan's teachings and we have listened to Bhagwan and we all, we have some kind of spiritual awareness. So we know what is right, what is wrong, what is righteous, what is not righteous. So we try to practice dharma as far as possible in our lives. And this is when we start pursuing dharma. That is why Vedanta says even dharma is a pursuit for all of you. There is another reason why we pursue dharma. We all very well know that when we do a particularly good action, what we get is called punya or merit. 
and this punya leads to sukha or happiness the same way when we engage in an adharmic action we get papa or sin that leads to dukha or sorrow we want to accumulate more and more of punya so that we can get to enjoy here and hereafter this is the concept of not just our sanatana dharma but even christianity says when you have lot of punya you go to heaven and islam says you go to jannat and our dharma says you go to higher and higher lokas where you get to enjoy more and more and that is why we all seriously pursue dharma but the fact we are all not very careful of is after we have exhausted our punya we are back on the earth this punarapi jananam punarapi maranam continues and we are still bound to samsara even when we seriously and successfully pursue dharma but vedanta also says in and through this artha kama dharma purushartha what you are actually seeking is total freedom from misery eternal happiness perpetual happiness and highest everlasting happiness and also a kind of complete inner fulfillment and inner contentment and peace this is what you are seeking but you are not seeking it through the right pursuits as you know bhagwan very beautifully says in this quote man is born with a great thirst deep hunger for bliss he knows he can get it but he knows not where he has faint memories of his being the heir to the kingdom of infinite bliss but he does not know how to establish his claim to his heritage and this is exactly what vedanta says because while pursuing artha kama dharma you are using or you are operating out of a limited body mind through which you can put only finite or limited efforts and perform only limited actions and how can an action which is finite and limited by itself give you infinite happiness or infinite outcome and as bhagwan would very beautifully say you go to a military hotel and ask for a plate of idli vada sambar and the waiter looks at you strangely and says didn't you see the board outside what is it written there and similarly swami says when you come into this world the board in front of this world is anityam asukham lokam this is an impermanent world and a world full of sorrow and having come into such a world how can you hope to have infinite happiness complete freedom from misery and this is exactly what vedanta says through dharma artha kama you can never hope to get 
the eternal happiness the complete fulfillment and complete freedom that you are seeking all the time and this is exactly where vedanta brings in the concept of a fourth purushartha which is called the moksha purushartha we will discuss this moksha purushartha in our next session and as is customary i will end this session with a peace chant from the upanishads om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 that brahman is infinite this manifestation is also infinite and this infinite is derived from that infinite if in this infinite we are able to see that infinite what remains is only infinite and this is exactly the message of vedanta i will leave you all with a beautiful quote that summarizes the message of vedanta in a nutshell and it goes like this what lies behind you and what is at in front of you is nothing compared to what lies within you with deepest sense of gratitude i thank bhagwan for this blessing of sharing some of his teachings with you all here today and i thank team radio sai i am grateful to every one of you thank you very much jai sai ram <laughs>